This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Good morning. It is 817 right now, and this morning we're going to be talking with Murphy's Bro Parks and Rec. Thomas Laird and Rachel Singer both in studio with us this morning. And how are both of y'all doing today? Doing well. Doing good, doing good. I, I got kind of spoiled with the weather yesterday. Oh, I'm telling it was you, it wasn't beautiful. I, I think I read 72 degrees in my car, but it felt like it was warmer than that. It did. Felt yeah. great. Spring fever, right? <laughs> Definitely. Did you see a lot of people in the parks yesterday? Absolutely. The, they were covered up. The Greenway, the <laughs> disc golf course, the ball fields. People thought it was spring. They really did. <laughs> Whenever that weather gets you know, to that 72 to 78 range, does the Greenway go crazy with people? It does. Yeah, it gets really busy, which is just a great testament to how important that is in our community. What do you see the most of? Bikers, walkers, people on skateboards? What what's Runners. Most? I mean, it's all of that. Um, and it's just such a great opportunity to be able to get out and have an easy stroll or get your workout in. But, you know, those people that maybe have been cooped up all winter, to get out and go for a walk. And pretty much anywhere you live, if you live in the city limits, you can get from point A to downtown Murfreesboro using the Greenway. You can. It's great connectivity and um, um, yeah, it's just a great asset to have here. Do some folks use it to get to work? I'm curious. They do. They, they do. do. Yeah. We're always pushing that. I mean, it was built with transportation funds for that very reason. And I know a handful of people that do use it for transporting. You go to places like Washington, D.C., where it's impossible to drive and you see people, they walk or they bike to work every single day. And, and cities like that, like Chicago, New York, it's normal there. I don't think it's normal here yet for people, but maybe it will be as we grow. Not yet. I think we're pushing that, and um, I would love to see that, and I know I know a lot of our leadership would, and so every opportunity there is for new construction to link to greenways and sidewalks and common areas has just been a real push. And now there's townhomes, condos, apartments that are on the greenway somewhere, which that would be a cool place to be, where you can just walk out your back door, hop on the greenway, and get to work or Absolutely. Yeah, it's, this town is transforming, and even areas that, you know, I feel like I've just been and I pop over there and it looks different. Where um, am I? Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, coming up, Special Olympics. That is what, in April? Well, it's in May, actually. May. But uh, we're in the process of getting all the details ironed out and, and volunteers in place. You know, the biggest need there is for people to just come and, and experience and cheer on the athletes. The more people in the stands, the more exciting it is. It's not till May. We want to make sure and get it out there to people. May 6th and 7th will be the Special Olympics at MTSU. And if you can mark that on your calendar and come out and support the athletes, that's our greatest need. But if you want to get involved in other ways, you can contact the Recreation Department through MurfreesboroParks.com. Thomas, if you do volunteer to help out with the Special Olympics, what types of things will you be doing? The biggest need we have is our cheering sections, is supporting the athletes in terms of filling the stands a lot of them come over on buses from schools and stuff so there's athletes there that may not be represented by family or friends we want the entire community to come out and show them that appreciation and 
that's the biggest thing we do. But we also have a lot of our police officers get involved and they work with us in terms of working directly with the athletes with events like the softball throw and the long jump. Uh, we have the trainers in Rutherford County come out and wrap wrists and ankles and like any other athletic event. So uh, if you really want to get involved, whether it's monetary donation or actually be active and, and be a, a coach in Special Olympics, a lot of people don't realize Special Olympics here in Rutherford County the Area 16, they're really like a travel ball organization. The Recreation Department has programs like Advantage Sports, which is the recreational side of things. But our Special Olympics teams go on and compete on the regional and state levels. And two years ago, we had a, a basketball team that went to the Nationals. Those who are participating in the actual events, where all do they come from? Are they coming from Cannon County, Bedford County? And Rutherford the County. Here? For our local events, Area 16 encompasses all of Rutherford County. So the event we have on May 6th and 7th will be all of the Rutherford County schools, Murfreesboro City schools for kids 8 and up, and then our adult community, which is really growing in terms of those that participate and do different programs. These kids who are doing it, you can tell they're really enjoying it. I know some of them even show up at things like the fundraiser where you jump into the cold pool, right, the polar bear plunge, right. but they love it. They love being a part of it. You know, not only is it awesome for them to be able to get out and compete and have these opportunities to compete at a higher level uh, the social aspect of things I mean it's really a, a tight-knit community and you can see the joy between the Miracle League that we started with the David Price Foundation and Special Olympics athletes the special needs community here in Rutherford County is really tight-knit I'm curious when you go to those games what type of parent involvement do you see there versus parent involvement at let's say just a regular old soccer game somewhere it's typically very similar the miracle league if you've never been there you come out that's a baseball for all abilities you know those games the fans are typically packed for the smaller children and as they get older you know we have fewer fans so uh like the adults will compete in the track and field event on the 7th and that's where we really need support from the community to come out because there's some adults that participate in these who come from various homes or facilities who have no parents or no guardians or anyone to cheer them on and support them. So the community does step up and do that. Now, that Miracle League field that we have here in front of Sportscom, it has gotten a lot of great use. We've even seen, of course, veterans out there playing from right. the VA. The VA typically comes out a couple times a year and plays a, a wiffle ball game. We have uh, several special needs organizations that come out, but the league itself, since we've started that it's had at least a hundred participants every season spring and fall and we've been running it since 2015 which do other communities have something like this it's growing uh, the Miracle League now the mayor challenged when we opened Miracle League Park the mayor challenged all cities in in uh, Tennessee. So now we have Columbia is really close to having their league going. Uh, Nashville has a league. Chattanooga has a league. Uh, so there's several that has sprang up. Gallatin is working on one. Several that have sprang up since the the mayor made that challenge. So what we do, we hosted the All Star. Those who don't understand, know, uh, a few years ago the National All Star event, we hosted that here in Rutherford County. Uh, and then afterwards, we've continued to have the Tennessee State All-Star. So uh, we invite all the new leagues that come in. That gives them a chance to, 
to experience going on the road and, and the whole uh, traveling as a team and staying at the hotels, uh, which is a big part of sport. Uh, so they come and do that. We'll, we'll do that in the fall, usually early September or late August. Uh, and, and of course, the hotels, they really benefit from a lot of the events that the Parks and Rec host, uh, such as Spring Fling, which I guess has helped me. You guys receive help in organizing all that through the Chamber as well. We do. We work real close with the Chamber. It's a really good partnership between the City, the Chamber, uh, and TWSAA to pull that off and to keep them happy enough to come back year after year. Uh, we're fortunate to be able to host and I think the biggest part of make spring fling what it is it's the community the volunteers that we come out the restaurants that put on their marquees and and welcome the folks that come in from all over the state for that event uh, those that don't know spring fling is a uh, Olympic style sport for high school baseball tennis softball track and field and soccer men's soccer uh, and they culminate here in may every year and it and whenever it's held you see a, a lot of usage of not only the hotels but the roads the uh, restaurants and, and shopping areas as well so right. I, I mean really rutherford county murfreesboro we all benefit from that being held here they do they roll out the red carpet and you know it's several million dollars of economic economic impact which makes everybody's tax dollars lower uh, i'll tell you one huge benefit here recently has been the the improvements we've made to siegel park uh, and now the size of events that we're hosting there uh, we're hosting a major league soccer tournament uh, it's the highest level of play i believe it's 360 teams coming for 10 days wow uh, and then they'll ch play their championship matches at the geode stadium but the rest of them will be there at Siegel Park this in June. I, I see here the, the spring fling. Now this was a number of years back, but uh, years ago it was it was bringing in three point five million dollars. That's kind of the, that's a big impact on our community. And Absolutely. Today, I, I bet it's probably even more than that. Yeah, I, I, I hate to speak in the wrong numbers, but I want to say it's <laughs> just somewhere in the four million dollar range. <laughs> but yeah, it, it does help out a lot for sure here in Rutherford County, it and uh, brings in a lot of people. And when you see all these people coming into our community for the first time, sometimes you know those are potential folks who are going to live here one day too. I, I would say. Oh, absolutely. I, I think a lot of that people that come to visit our community. Uh, see how welcoming it is and just how friendly everyone is and and how nice things are I mean Murfreesboro really works hard to keep things nice and well maintained and uh, and, and we're, we're fortunate yeah we're starting to see more and more people also who are moving to Murfreesboro but yet they work in maybe Nashville or other nearby areas so we're, we're seeing a lot of folks move here of course every day now I, I know one of the teams that you said often comes here is columbia tennessee and and i don't know if you've been to columbia over the past couple of years but it, it almost reminds me of how murfreesboro was maybe 20 years ago and it's on the brink of growing you can see right and hopefully they'll be as have as much forethought as city leaders did here in murfreesboro uh, you know a lot of communities that have experienced this exponential growth are way behind on roads and facilities and parks and all those things and Murfreesboro's really been forward thinking 
uh, in that we, we, while we do have, uh, we could always use more ball fields, we could always use more greenways, uh, we're in a much better position than other cities. Do you have other cities call Murfreesboro Parks to, you know, get ideas on how their parks department can grow or make changes? We do, absolutely. Um, and we're, we welcome them and are, you know, glad to take the time and show them around or um, tell them anything that we, we can to, to help them out. And I know the Murfreesboro Parks Department has uh, been successful getting grants to help pay for a lot of the things that we see here. Yes, absolutely, and that's a that's a huge help to be able to supplement um, an already great operating budget. But um, yep, it just helps um, you know have those dollars go a little further and get some projects done quicker. And of course, the greenway system would be part of those grants. Right, right. We've been very fortunate um, to have most of that funded over the years. And then not too long ago, a, a brand new playground was installed at Barfield Park, and and that was paid for with uh, private dollars from a company. I believe it was. Blue Cross, wasn't it? It was, yep. And that gets a lot of use. Really popular playground. Um, Yeah. It's always neat when we see things like that, you know, being built here locally that that we don't have to pay for. Right. That's a huge help. (laughs) We we just recently closed out a grant with the state to build the restrooms at uh, Jordan Farm uh, at Siegel Park. So uh, Uh, we continue to, and that frees it up, allow us to apply for more grant dollars and Another another great thing. Now, something that is coming to Murfreesboro very soon. It will uh, actually be built very soon. The skateboard park, uh, and in addition to that, the pump track that's going to be built. It's being built as we speak. And if you hadn't been by Old Fort Park, down Old Fort Parkway, and if you look out there where the old pavilions were, the old practice ball field backstop was, uh, they are busy putting in forms and working on that. So all that's going in place right now. Are they having to dig into the ground to make like a bowl type area as well for the we, skate park? Uh, I have to commend our uh, street department and the work that they did. They saved us a whole lot of money by going in and doing the grading first. Uh, so they went on the architects or engineers grading plan and then uh, the skate park builders or construction crew was able to come in the grading was done and they're they're forming it up and getting ready to pour concrete i would say in the next few weeks so how long do you think it'll take for it to actually be built and then when will it open they're thinking may now this is all contingent on the weather yeah Uh, you know we get a april showers and it may be pushed further back so uh contingent on good weather they would hope when may so we're realistic thinkers and we're hoping we can get it in by the summer and of course the location of that is uh, actually one of the first parks in murfreesboro it is one of the oldest parks and you know that park is really uh taking in taking on a, a whole new transformation you know they're doing uh upgrades to the golf course they're redoing the bunkers and then they're going to uh, put new grass on the greens which those greens i think are 20 to 25 years old so uh this is typically done much sooner uh so the the golfers are really excited about that and then we're also renovating the old eight tennis courts the original eight to old fort park 
Uh, we're adding six pickleball courts and going back with six tennis courts. Uh, so the, will that be in the same location, the pickleball courts? Same footprint, same okay. location. Now, we are putting in a hitting wall, uh, which is new. We've never had that. So, uh, And that will help separate the pickleball and the tennis. It also give uh, tennis and pickleball players somewhere to warm up and somewhere to hit before a match. And pickleball has really grown in popularity. <laughs> it has. Uh, it You know, it helped the parks, I think, because it put – people in the gyms that went where those gyms were typically going empty uh, Tuesdays we do pickleball all day long at Sportscom and our, when we first started that we thought oh, we'll have gaps we may be able to get in and do some cleaning things like that and three weeks four weeks later there were no gaps <laughs> people were coming all day long <laughs> well, it, it's good exercise you know in a lot of ways but it, it's also catching on in other areas too so are there tournaments being held in murphy's bro that involve teams from outside the area well we don't currently have the the, the outdoor or the facilities to host that and with murphysboro being the size of it is we don't necessarily have the gym space that we can tie up for an entire weekend as well particularly with basketball and the recreational events we have however we anticipate being able to having the ability to host those tournaments once we build the oak foot courts we have six pickleball courts at patterson park and uh, we just council just approved a contract to have those resurfaced uh now the ones at at uh, uh, Patterson Park, those are indoor or those are outdoor pickleball outdoor. courts. Outdoor. We have outdoor. Okay. We also have indoor pickleball. You can go to our website and look at the and indoor that would pickleball be schedule. in the gyms, right? Right. Okay. We have indoor pickleball at at all of our locations uh, at various times. Uh, those schedules are all on the website. Again, Thomas Laird with us and Rachel Singer from Murphy's Row Parks and Rec. And uh, the new Parks and Rec office, have you all moved into that yet on Thompson Lane? Not yet, but it's getting really close. It's going to be nice. So some renovations had to be done there first, and uh, I guess soon. It, how, right. how many people will be able to be in that office? Gosh, it's about 10 from our side. Um, we're sharing it with fire, so they have, um, I don't know how many they'll be bringing, sure. but a lot. Um, they'll have one side and we'll have the other, and uh, we're really looking forward to being in one space. We've all kind of been scattered out throughout um, the parks and in old houses and whatnot, so it'll be a, it'll be an upgrade, and it'll be really nice um, just to, you know, be under the same roof and um, that, that kind of brainstorming and uh, things that come around organically throughout the day, um, I think is going to be a real benefit for us. Now, is that like a, a two-story building? It is a two-story mm-hmm. building, yes. Okay, so are you guys on one floor? No, nope, we have half the building, top and bottom, and then fire has the other half, top and bottom. Okay, and, and previous to that, you guys have been in that old house that's at the entrance of Barfield Park, right? Some of us have. Like right. Thomas and I, neither one of us, our offices are there, but admin office is in that, that front house at Barfield. Um, and um, yeah, it served us well. It's, yeah. We've been there for a while. <laughs> so where are the other Parks and Rec offices then? Uh, well, I have an office at uh, McFadden Community Center. Uh, and then I have an office at Old Fort Park in the maintenance complex. I could see where that, that would be kind of tough because you, you're not together where you can say, hey, let's let's do this next right. week. This it, is a plan. It makes it much more difficult to collaborate and, and just kind of run Run things by each other and (laughs) i think it'll really help us streamline our our management team so we're we're consistent and Mm -hmm. we're on the same page day in and day out 
as opposed to trying to catch up. Yeah. Also, the new space is going to have um, several meeting spaces, which we're always short on. Um, so luckily, uh, we're parks people. And so if we can meet outside, we will. But, you know, you can't always do that. So we're looking forward to having some good meeting spaces. And so w- once you guys are in the same building, it, this would make the perfect landscape for filming the show Parks and Rec. I, I can see it already. <laughs> Some, you know, we talk about that a lot. That we just talked be. about that this morning. Right. <laughs> some weeks are, are yeah. exact episodes. Some days, some days, yeah. We could we could do two-part episodes. I, I mean, when you started working at the Parks and Rec office, did you ever imagine there'd be a, a show on TV about Parks and Rec? No, I didn't. But No, but I always thought it needs to be one. That's right. That's right. I, I've thought that here at the station before, too, you know. How weird are these people here? Yeah, it'd be perfect. Well, they, they had, what was the one... Uh, there was a radio station show. There was, yeah. yeah there there were funny. two of them, actually, over the years. One was in the 70s. What is it? WKRQ W-K-R. or something oh, in right. Cincinnati. And then, and then the other one, uh, it was more recent. Well, I say more, like the 1990s. I, I forgot what it was called, though. You but, obviously didn't watch it, huh? Yeah, well, you know, I, I watched <laughs> one or two episodes like, oh, this is too close to life. I'm out of here. I'm not watching this. <laughs> I see this every day. That's how it was with Parks and Rec when it first came on. I was like, I'm not watching that, but I, I have now. Well, we, we, had, uh, uh, we had people within the industry or within Parks and Recreation throughout the state. Some of them were highly offended when <laughs> the show came out. I'm like, man. I'm thinking, why not just have fun with with life and business and work? Uh, right. Why right. would you get mad at it? Maybe a guilty dog barking. Yeah. So when y'all go to to different events where there's other parks and rec departments there as well, did, did they ever say anything to you? Like, you know, I can't believe they did that last episode. Yeah, I've had some conversations like that. Right. I think we all feel the same. That's right. funny. Uh, I, you know, we all experience it. Yeah. I'll never forget was uh, one of the maintenance guys. Uh, came upon a homeless person sleeping in the trash can. <laughs> wow, in the trash can? So we went to change the bags, and we, that was a huge surprise. <laughs> that would be a big surprise. It's kind of probably a, a startling surprise, too. Take a step back. What, what's going on here? Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I can just imagine some of the comments over the years. Well, we have such a big department. We have so many part-time staff folks that are in and out uh, but honestly we have a phenomenal staff we that really I think the success of Parks and Murfreesboro boils down to how great a people we have and how creative and uh, just attention to detail uh, it's rare you go to communities and have ball fields and just common green space is well maintained is what we have here in Murfreesboro. That's a way to kind of reel it back in there. <laughs> you know, you know, you look at places like, for example, Central Park in New York. It's what eight hundred acres, and, right. and the size of that is massive for a city park. And then you look here in Murfreesboro, we have a park that's over four hundred acres. So it, that is it, is that a rarity for parks departments across the state or across the country, really? I think it depends where you are. Um, I think it, there's always competition, especially in a fast-growing community, um, to preserve that green space. And um, kind of what Thomas alluded to earlier, it's nice that um, that we've always been supported here by our leadership, and they had the foresight to to make sure that those areas are protected, so that you know we can have parks um, and big chunks of parks. And I think we're you know still trying to um, accomplish that mission where we can um, and, and add more green space in parks. 
I know as you go towards the West Coast, there are some parks there that there it's like a team between national parks and, and city parks. But there's some that have come together where it's a city park, but yet it's also a national park or also a, a state park. Is that something we can do here? Because it seems like we, we are leaning that direction with that new relationship with the Stones River Battlefield. Yep, I think so. I've seen a lot of examples, um, just like you said, where, where you have, um, you know, different entities that are, you know, they still have their boundaries, but they're able to partner and work together to kind of create that common goal of having expansive um, landscapes and green space and whatnot. So um, we are excited about this new property. Um, it's adjacent to uh, Stones River Battlefield at McFadden Farm. It's another 42 acres that we're going to add. So the city um, now owns that and um, is working towards um, doing some kind of internal thing before we, we open it up and, and make some trails where we can have the public on it. Um, but we are excited to be able to, to work with the, the battlefield. We've got a great relationship with them and, um, you know, they've helped us every step of the way with this property for sure. So. And with the property that was, uh, what was it, purchased a year or two ago with the from the Battlefield Trust. Right. Now, right. that property is where General Electric once stood. Uh, how is that coming along at this point? I mean, have you got plans in place yet for any trails or, or That's exhibits? That's what we're working on right now. Um, you know, there's there's a pretty extensive fencing on the property right now. So working towards getting that bid out to remove the existing fencing and go back with some more natural. Um, we're, we're trying to make it look as, as seamless as possible between the battlefield and the city. So kind of like what you're saying is that maybe the, the public doesn't understand the difference. Um, and that, and that's our goal is, is to make that look all uniform. And so, um, like I said, that's what the battlefield has really helped us with. Um, as far as the signage, we're going to go in with um, some Civil War Trail signage, which is its own um, its own entity, um, and working with them, and then some fencing, and then trails will be next. Hey, and I guess a lot of the fencing that's up there now that was put up whenever GE was being torn down, if I recall. Right, right. And it's it's pretty tall. It fencing. is very tall. Yeah. It is very tall and extensive. Yes. I, that's going to be a lot to take down. I, when you when you take something like that down, do companies come in and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to bid on this because I would like to have this fencing for whatever project well, they have going on. We had a ballpark renovation where we replaced fencing at McKnight Park and we included the demolition and the and honestly the guy that won the bid is that was one of his rationale for how he placed his bid was because he had another location he wanted to use that old fencing because i don't think uh, people realize how expensive metal right. is mm-hmm. and that metal fencing is very expensive thousands of dollars for that much of it right right right, right. and i don't know how much is out there at that location on broad but what probably six, ten thousand dollars six thousand feet man um, yeah yeah that's a chain lot. link fencing mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. and then typically at parks here you, you don't have fencing like that at all i, I mean that's that's now unique we, for sure we've really tried to remove mm-hmm. a lot of the fencing at many of our parks we've even removed the split rail wooden fencing at mcknight park uh it's you drive through there during the day it's just gorgeous uh and it just seems so open and free and then that also helps instead of having to build massive parking lots for two days a week for the tournaments uh, we have all that green space that we're able to use for overflow parking and then during the week the community gets to enjoy it uh, you know as a as part of their park and then a, a new park coming 
soon, I guess, I don't know how soon, to Veterans Parkway in, in that direction. And I don't know how many acres are out there, but I know the city talked about maybe putting a school on the potential property there along with a park and, and maybe even a small library branch. I think there's a lot of opportunities, and that's that's what we're looking at right now and what best will serve the community. And, and that land is on Veterans Parkway, what, close to that Kroger store near Highway right. 96? Right. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts to Parks and Rec right now. There is. There is. But that's going to be a great uh, a great park when it comes online. I know that community out there is, has been in need of, of uh, some good park space for a long time so we're going to be excited to get that moving and have that be in that area so if that eventually connects to the greenway trail i don't know is there a neighborhood out there that that would tie into as well i mean there's several areas and neighborhoods and that's that's one of the things that we're looking at with the we just updated the uh, blue way bikeway greenway master plan and um, just looking at that connectivity um, is so important so any any kind of neighborhood um, you know being able to connect it to a green space and to our greenway is important i think some of the best connections are right there around case and lane because that's a huge neighborhood and it connects directly to the greenway and and then not too far away from that you've also got uh, at least one apartment complex that connects next to the greenway but there's a lot of good opportunity there for people just to walk from their house to the system to the greenway trail right right and kind of you know what we were talking about at the beginning of this program is um is that walkability and um how how important that is for people we've got a lot of new people coming into the area and they might have they might have left an area that was very walkable and that's just something that they they need and want and i I mean i just think it's a great health benefit whether you've been used to it or not um, to be able to provide that to the community and at one point there were talks about making the greenway connect to smyrna and eventually maybe even to nashville where does all that stand today i mean that's always on the table we're always looking for opportunities to do that um you know the the north murfreesboro greenway what we opened up last year is just a, a beautiful addition and um so the the opportunities to keep pushing forward and uh, to head towards smyrna is always um is always a looking point well, we're going to take a short break and when we come back we'll learn about basketball sign up and summer camp sign up so make sure you stay with us time right now 848 you're tuned to wgns murphy's bro hi this is brandon i am the drum instructor at music world drummers den what dave and i try to do because we're drummers is hands-on experience we let you come back in the drum room so you can try drums out before you buy them because online you can't do that taking private lessons we jumpstart you a lot quicker than you can on youtube a lot of people try to watch youtube and take lessons we're hands-on Music World in Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com member fdic equal housing lender rutherford county is one of the fastest growing communities in tennessee this is mike classen the general manager at middle point landfill as a class one landfill middle point accepts non-hazardous municipal solid waste approved special waste and commercial waste 
We have served this region for two decades, providing free disposal to all Rutherford County residents and low-cost disposal to Rutherford County businesses. Learn more at middlepointlandfill.com. For public services, we are sustainability in action. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.50, you're listening to WGNS, and this morning we're talking Murfreesboro Parks and Rec. And before that last break, we mentioned summer camps coming up and the sign-ups for it, and also basketball sign-up. What is the first thing that well, we're, sign-ups will we're be We're wrapping for? up youth basketball, but we have the adult basketball league sign-ups are going on now. But the biggest thing is the summer camp registration starts on Friday. So summer camp registration starts Friday. I know, I know there's a lot of opportunity there for different types of camps what are some of the different camps that kids can sign up for i think we have such a great menu i've always been really proud of our camps and um, every year we add um, you know different camps and um, and that's just a testament to our our wonderful staff that's always looking and listening to what people want Um, so we have everything from um, several outdoor camps we have a performance camp we have a arts camp Um, history through the arts is done at bradley which is going to incorporate obviously history and arts Um, We've got sports camp and a couple new ones that we added over at Patterson. There's a running camp and a performance enhancement camp, which is weightlifting. Of course, we have specialty camps like cheerleading and volleyball, but sports camp's a huge hit, and it's mostly six weeks out of the summer, uh, and the kids just play a variety of sports up until lunchtime and then they go to Burrow Beach outdoor pool in the afternoons. That's a good way to wrap it up each day then. Oh, absolutely. Is that every day they go swimming? Every day. Oh, wow. Okay. Unless weather brings them back in the gym and then we coordinate activities and games and stuff okay. uh, in the afternoon but our camps um it, it you know really covers a wide range of ages and times and activities so there literally is something for everyone i can i can honestly say that it's not an advertisement <laughs> we have we have a camp guide that's out can be picked up at any of our facilities but also you can go to murfreesboroparks.com as well Okay, and and then the adult basketball <coughs> signups. That's what r- coming up. You said this this right. Week? We've got adult leagues will be starting. Youth league is finishing up. Uh, the snow pushed us a little further into March, so the third week of March will be the adult league will be ready to get started. So if you have an adult team, you have to have five, but usually about seven helps make an adult team, and those are played at Sportscom and McFadden. That would be a good volunteer opportunity for people to come and fill the stands and cheer on the adults. <laughs> they really yeah. have a poor showing for spectators yeah. at the adult league. <laughs> it's funny, when you, you know, there are kids out there playing, the stands are full, but when it comes to the adults playing, there's nobody there, <laughs> except for the ones actually playing. But yeah, it's now can different churches, how does that work? Because I know there's church leagues I hear about. There's, uh, you know, rec leagues within the rec department. Now, churches, anyone can put a put together a team and and join our adult leagues Uh, and our adult basketball leagues. It's really uh, based on individuals. So it's four dollars per person. Or if you have a a monthly or or yearly pass, uh, that's part of your membership or part of your pass. Uh, for the softball, we do have specific 
church leagues because we get enough teams that uh, from the area churches so softball registration uh, will start next month and those that are looking to play in the spring adult softball league can go to our website as well and look for sign up so can people also assemble a team if they say you know hey i've got 10 friends that really want to do this can absolutely they all? okay we have a recreational league and then uh, even if you don't have a team you reach out to us uh, on any of our adult sports we have what we call free agent list and typically have one team that's made up of free agents uh, and that's for all our adult sports which include volleyball basketball and adult softball you, you mean I, I wouldn't get paid to play softball is that what you're saying <laughs> not unless you can find that sponsor but I, if i have the title of free I, agent it's a radio big, station yeah. may uh <laughs> may sponsor you yeah <laughs> so so in addition to you know like youth softball things like that then adult softball what other adult rec activities do you have because basketball you right. got that softball well, yes of course we have uh we have pickleball and we have a very vibrant pickleball community uh throughout they're they're well organized and uh we have pickleball throughout the department most every day you can find somewhere to play pickleball uh and then we offer a racquetball league over at patterson park oh, i didn't uh, know you had a racquetball league too do. okay uh and so and that it, it runs usually spring and fall uh, and then of course we do a lot of special needs programming and all we offer adult uh just about for, everything's available then right yeah, I, I remember, and, and I don't know if you remember this, but when the uh, YMCA was in Murfreesboro for mm-hmm. a short time that they were here, they had the, the indoor racquetball courts. Right. And, and I think a lot of people really started to play racquetball and enjoy it. But, you know, when they disappeared, people didn't know where to go at first. Well, I think the pickleball has kind of hurt racquetball as well. I bet. Uh, because a lot of the facilities converted their racquetball space to pickleball. Uh, I know the Mac used to have racquetball, and I don't think they have that anymore. So, uh, of course, we've had racquetball at Patterson Park, and it's, we still have a, a vibrant, active community. There's some top-level players who live here in Murfreesboro that travel all over to play racquetball tournaments. Well, and it's really good exercise, too. I mean, oh, you're is. running back and forth nonstop. And, you know, those guys really have some coordination. I, I see them playing doubles. Four people in the racquetball court. <laughs> I wouldn't get a small area for that. I, I know my friends be running <laughs> we into wouldn't each make other. it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, that would be a little tight. Two two people would be good, but, yeah, well, it gets to four. That's a little much. So we also if, have um, something else neat for adults coming up, and that's a Soul Line dance classes. It's just for the month of March, but it's every Thursday. Um, and that's out at Cannonsburg. So if you're into dancing and want to learn how to do some of the new line dancing, that's been a pretty popular class. So is that class outdoors then, or is it indoors? No, it's inside. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's fifty dollars for all four weeks, and it's about an hour and a half each class. And, and people can learn about all of these different activities, classes, games, sports online at what MurfreesboroParks.com. Yes, exactly. We've got an event calendar on there, and then we have different spotlights, which kind of highlight different upcoming events that we have going on. That sounds good. Now, as we close, is there anything we left out, or did we pretty much cover it all? We couldn't cover it all in an hour, so um, <laughs> go to our website and uh, check out what's happening. There's a, a lot that's offered, and uh, we'd love to see everyone in our parks. And come out to the parks. That, that's right. That <laughs> sounds good. Well, thank you all for joining us this morning. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, right Scott. now that time, 8.58. Stay with us. We do have more news and information coming up, including a check on the news from CBS. We'll find out about any breaking news and more in just a minute. 
Stay with us. Time again, 858. A wind advisory will go into effect here this afternoon. We'll see cloudy skies here this afternoon, high in the mid-70s. For tonight, a slight chance for some rain, cloudy alone near 46. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 61. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. 